Have you ever been in a conversation with someone and their emotional reaction to what was being said was way more than the situation called for? Or have you been in a similar conversation and what was being said caused a stronger emotional reaction in you than what was necessary? What's happening in both of these situations is that the conversation triggered a wounded place causing a strong reaction. Now, the good news is that God has a way for those wounded places to be healed. Welcome to the Hope, Healing, and Freedom podcast, brought to you by Restoring the Foundations International. Our desire is to equip you with biblical truth to empower you to live a full life of freedom in Christ. For more, please visit restoringthefoundations.org. Now, here's your podcast. I'm Lee Whitman, and today's Hope, Healing, and Freedom podcast, we're going to continue talking about the four ministry areas in Restoring the Foundations ministry. On the previous podcast, I talked about the first two ministry areas, the sins of the fathers and resulting curses, and then ungodly beliefs. If you missed either of those messages, I encourage you, go back and listen to them. Today, I want to talk about getting your heart healed because this is one of my favorite parts of RTF ministry. Today's verse is Luke 4.18. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to captives and recovery of sight to the blind, and to set at liberty those who are oppressed. The pain of past hurts rules many people's lives. It simmers, it stifles, and sometimes it shuts a person down completely. The good news is that God heals these hurts. He's waiting and ready to touch our deepest pain if we will let him. In a sense, his healing is another divine exchange in which we offer him our hurts and he offers us his healing. Psalms 147.3 says, He heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. Brokenhearted refers to wounds in the innermost portion of ourselves. Sadly, though, most believers do not know how to go about receiving this wonderful healing. RTF ministry will teach you how to get the healing that is available. Psalms 86.11 says, Unite my heart to fear your name. This verse tells us a couple of important things about hurts. David asked God to unite his heart. That means that David's heart must have been broken or fractured, right? God wants us to know that in this life, you will experience hurts and wounds. Some so severe that your heart will, in a sense, be broken or fractured. When that wounding happens, you're not doing anything wrong and God's not punishing you. Being wounded or hurt is part of life on this sin-plagued planet. 1 Peter 4.12 says, Beloved, do not think it strange concerning the fiery trial, which is to try you, as though some strange thing was happening to you. This is just a loving God warning you that a normal part of living life is that you will experience hurts and wounds. This verse also points to the fact that we cannot fear God's name with a divided or fractured heart. Fearing God's name means to give him all of the reverence and honor that is due him. When our hearts are broken, this verse says we are not able to revere and honor God as he is due. Worship is part of us showing God the reverence and honor due him. When we are wounded and unhealed, we are not able to worship with our whole hearts. So getting our hearts healed is important to a healthy walk with God. Did anyone teach you how to deal with negative emotions growing up? 
I know for my wife, Cindy, growing up, if she was too happy, she made too much noise. And that was a problem. And if she was angry or upset, she was not allowed to express those feelings either. It was not safe in her home to express her emotions too strongly in either direction. So what did she learn? (laughs) She learned to bottle up her emotions and not be too happy or too sad. She was basically flatlined emotionally. That was both good and bad for our kids. The good part was that if something bad happened, Cindy would not freak out and overreact. The bad part was when they did something really good, her words would say, nice job, but her emotions would not go along with the words. In my house growing up, I didn't see my parents emote at all. They were very steady on the one hand, but they never got real happy or real sad. So what did I learn? I did not learn how to have healthy emotions. So I grew up in a totally different situation than Cindy did, but I came away with the same conclusion. Don't have emotions. Bottling up our emotions cause what we call emotional landmines. These are those undealt with hurts put there by an event in the past. You have no doubt experienced this with someone in your life. You say or do something that triggers one of these emotional landmines and they blow up at you. It is not a full-blown blow up. You definitely receive a reaction that was way more than the situation called for. You're probably not the one who caused the hurt, but you just happen to be the one who triggered the hurt and you get the explosion. These unhealed hurts cause many problems in our lives. More studies are coming out all the time proving that unhealed emotional hurt affect the entire person. They affect the physical body by causing a variety of ailments such as ulcers, migraines, hives, just to name a few. They affect a person's behavior causing them to pass their hurt on to others. And they affect our minds and emotions, causing a rash of turbulent thoughts and emotions. One of the most damaging results of unhealed hurts for us personally is they cause us to establish lies in our lives. When a person gets hurt, that hurt then is like looking through the glasses that have junk on them. Everything you look at gets distorted by that junk on your lenses, making it easy to start believing something that's not true. And one of the biggest problems is that these unhealed hurts make us vulnerable to the enemy. Demons have a way of keeping the hurts from healing so that they can use the wounds to keep us feeling vulnerable and living in hopelessness. But the good news is that Jesus came to heal the brokenhearted. Luke 4.18, Jesus said, He, Father God, has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. You know, then in Luke 4.21, Jesus said, Today, this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. In other words, This scripture is about me. This is what I came to do. Luke 4.18 is Jesus' mission statement while he was here in this world. Knowing that part of his mission is to heal the brokenhearted, we can approach him with our hurts and wounds with great confidence, knowing that he loves to bring his special healing to our broken and fractured hearts. And the way he brings his healing to our hearts is so unique and intimate He knows you so well that he knows how to uniquely touch your heart. Several years ago, I was going through a very discouraging time in my life because I felt like I was a disappointment to God. Now, here I am, a pastor, yet this feeling of disappointment was so strong I couldn't get past it. So I went to another minister and received some soul spirit healing ministry. God took me to a memory where I had fallen into sin once again, causing me 
to feel like a disappointment to God. While I was looking at that memory, God drove up to me in a golf cart. I'm not kidding. In my mind's eye, he drove up to me in a golf cart, invited me to get in with him. In that instant, all sense of disappointment went away. What did he say to you, you might ask? I don't remember him saying anything. The fact that he wanted to go golfing with me in his golf cart spoke such acceptance and affirmation that my feeling of disappointment completely vanished. I'm not sure that we actually went golfing now that I think about it. Just the fact that he wanted to be with me, doing anything that I really enjoyed, spoke more than any words could, could speak to me. God knew what driving up to me in a golf cart would mean to me. He knows you so intimately that he knows exactly how to minister to your broken heart. Psalms 142 tells us how to deal with negative emotions in a healthy way. It says, I cry out to the Lord. I plead for the Lord's mercy. I pour out my complaints before him and tell him all my troubles. When I'm overwhelmed, you alone know the way I should turn. Wherever I go, my enemies have set traps for me. I look for someone to come and help me, but no one gives me a passing thought. No one will help me. No one cares a bit what happens to me. Then I pray to you, O Lord. I say, you are my place of refuge. You are all I really want in life. Hear my cry, for I am very low. Rescue me from my persecutors, for they are too strong for me. Bring me out of prison so that I can thank you. The godly will crowd around me, for you are good to me. Psalms 142 is really a permission statement from God to be real with him. David said, I pour out my complaints before him and tell him all my troubles. You know, sometimes we like to tell our spouse or a close friend about our hurts and struggles. We call it venting. And venting makes us feel better for a time. Your spouse or your close friend, can't. all they can do is listen, but they cannot bring healing to your hurts. Jesus can heal. When we bring our hurts and wounds to Jesus and then go the next step of giving him our hurts, he comes into that wounded place and brings us healing. And we have permission in this passage to bring Jesus all our troubles. You don't need to hold back because Jesus already knows how you feel. Our friend Mac was really angry with God. And from my upbringing, you weren't allowed to get angry with God because if you did, he would retaliate and cause you to have like a flat tire or something. So Mac was having a hard time admitting his anger at God. So we read him Psalms 142 about telling him all your troubles. When Mac got real with God and told him of his anger, God took Mac to the memory of the event that caused Mac to be so angry with God. Then Jesus showed up in the memory and took Mac's anger and put his anger into the holes in his hands and his feet. When he did that, the anger disappeared. Jesus told Mac that he understood Mac's anger and that it was okay that he understood. Then Jesus put his hand on Mac's heart and began to massage it back into health. Mac has never struggled with trusting God with things he doesn't understand since then. The powerful part of this soul spirit healing process is that it brings healing to wounds that happened years in the past, but it also is an amazing way to deal with negative emotions that are going on today. Let's say you have something happen today that causes you to experience hmm, a lot of anxiety. 
you can get alone with Jesus and pour out your complaint to him, telling him about the anxiety you're feeling right now. Then give him that anxiety, invite him to come and bring his healing to that wounded place. As he is bringing his healing to your heart, it's a great time to ask Jesus what he wants you to know about that situation. When you know how to deal with ungodly beliefs that we talked about in the last podcast, and when you know how to get your heart healed, you will find that these two parts of RTF ministry will become a lifestyle. You will discover ungodly beliefs eh, probably for the rest of your life, and you definitely will have opportunities to deal with negative emotions and get your heart healed. Now, you may realize after listening to this podcast that you need some help getting healing for the wounds of your heart. If that's the case, please email us at ministry at restoringthefoundations.org and schedule an RTF ministry with some of our highly trained RTF ministers. You would be glad that you did. Father God, I thank you for the healing process of soul-spirit healing, that you are so intimate with us that you can go into places that are wounded in our heart and bring your healing touch, even if it's things from many, many years ago or things that happened 10 minutes ago. You are such an intimate and loving God. And Lord, I just ask you to use this podcast to stir up in anyone that has these wounded places, that has landmines that they're dealing with, Stir them up so that they have the courage to email RTF Ministry Office and schedule an appointment because healing is available. Freedom is there for each and every one of us because of what Jesus did on the cross and what he continues to do on a daily basis in healing the brokenhearted. So again, Father, I thank you. I bless each one that's listening today in Jesus' name. Thank you for joining us on the Hope, Healing, and Freedom podcast today. We pray you are blessed and equipped with biblical truth, empowering you to live a full life of freedom in Christ. To learn more about the ministry of Restoring the Foundations International, please visit restoringthefoundations.org. We look forward to seeing you on the next episode.